This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Okay, so we've made the decision that we're going to be a contact leader, and if we're going to be a contact leader, that means we're going to lead people, which means we're probably going to need a coaching style. So let's try a couple out. First off, let's maybe think about being militaristic. You need to get your work done on time and get it done correctly. I need you to show empathy. I need you to be in your seat when you're supposed to be in your seat. Do you understand? Hup to, hup to, hup to. It's militaristic. Maybe you want to go with a passive coaching style. Um, would, would, would it be okay if, if, if we sat down and maybe went over your numbers? Now, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I don't want to cause you any sort of grief. I, I just kind of need to get through these numbers. So if, if it would kind of be okay, if maybe we could maybe just get together and, and maybe you could show up tomorrow, that'd be passive. You could be disconnected, disconnected coaching style. I, I know you. I, I know I've seen you before. You, you've been here for six months. You, you, you're like right over there. I, I've, I've seen your stats, but I, I just can't. I just can't place your name. Give, give me a hint. Give me a little bit of hint. Does it? Does it? What? Does it rhyme with something? Help me out. Help me out. Then you also could do psycho, which is listen. I need you to show up on time. I need you to express empathy. I need you to not make any mistakes. And uh, the reason you need to do this is because uh, I know where your kids go to school. No, no, no. You, you don't want to do that one. And then maybe you could just go for the celebrity one, which would be uh, help you, I will. Help you do really well in the contact center. Help you, I will. That was a very, very poor imitation of Yoda. Anyway, management style, coaching style. We're talking about part two of our podcast 37, which is I'm new. Now what do I do? And the subject today is managing my people. So today we're going to talk people. And if you haven't already listened, uh, last week podcast 36 was managing the numbers and understanding and understanding the numbers. It's not that numbers was the most important. I just put it first because I wanted to make sure that if you're going to be a leader, you embrace the numbers. But this week we're going to talk about people. And I would also be remiss if I didn't point you to there's a number of other podcasts that you could listen to, Roses, Daisies, and Weeds. Uh, there's just a number of different podcasts related to managing people, and I'm sure you can learn a lot about inspiring them, uh, culture. You can go take a look at the array of uh, podcasts that we have. I hope you'll find them valuable. hope you find them fun. I enjoyed doing them. So anyway, we're talking about managing my people, and so to lead... I think there's three things that you need to know about that. And the first one is in the area of communication. You know, there's a professional way to communicate. There's a right way and a wrong way. As a leader, you now officially are a professional communicator and you need to make sure that you do it correctly. And so one of the ways that you're going to have to learn to communicate is professionally. 
And if you're going to communicate professionally, here's three things that you should consider. The first one is, is that professionally means that you're respectful, that you treat, the, you treat your employee as with respect because they deserve your respect. They don't actually have to earn it because they work for you. You need to treat them and talk to them respectfully. You need to talk to them in an adult way. Um, they're, they're not your kids. And, uh, and even if they're younger than you, you need to speak to them in an adult way. And I'll talk to you what adult means about in just a moment. And then finally, in most instances, when there's something serious to say, you need to do it privately. You need to make sure that communications that you have publicly are ones that everyone can listen in on. But if there's some sort of information or private information or performance information or whether it be positive or negative that you feel is is important and professional, then you want to do that in a private environment. And when I talk about adult, you know, the reality is that that this is not your job, it's their job. So when you talk to them about their job, they're the ones that have to own it. They own their performance. As their leader, you're going to help them to improve. You're going to help to guide them. You're going to tell them some things they need to do. You're going to certainly tell them what's expected of them. But it's their work, not yours. And you really don't want to work any harder for their job than they're willing to work for themselves. Because I've always assumed that if you're going to do that, you might as well just get their paycheck if you're going to do their job for them. So we want to make sure that they own their numbers and they own the responsibility and, and that's adult because they're the ones that get the paycheck. They're the ones that are going to lose their job. So you want to treat them respectful, adult, and private. You're also going to have to learn how to communicate legally. And you'll be taught this, whether it be a performance improvement plan or whatever the other HR requirements that you have. Uh, your company is going to tell you things you can and cannot say and things that you can write and you can't write. If you don't know whether something you say is something that may not be legal or not be appropriate, don't say it, don't write it, ask somebody in HR about it. And then after professional and legal, the third one is personal because it's, it's still you, no matter how professional you may sound or how legal you may sound, it's still, it's still you. Who are you? Are you kind of an introverted person, an extroverted person? Are you really detailed? Are you more of a vision kind of person? When I look at you, do you have a friendly, are you naturally friendly, or do you more naturally have a scowl on your face? And, and many people have, have both. Are you, are you chit-chatty? Are you someone that's kind of straight to the point? Are you comfortable communicating with others? I don't want you to lose your personality, but I'd like you to own your personality and understand it. And once you understand it, you'll understand the strengths and weaknesses. You're also going to begin to understand the people that you connect with and the people that you don't connect with. And sometimes it's going to be much easier to talk to the people that you immediately connect with. And it'll be a little bit more difficult with those that you don't. But you have to communicate with all people equally. So you're going to have to learn. And when you understand kind of your personal tendencies and what you do well and what you don't do so well, it'll make it a lot easier for you to have the kind of communication that you need to be successful because you cannot communicate enough with your folks. Communicate, 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 over-communicate. The more that you talk to them, the more that you tell them, the more that you keep them informed, the better off everyone's going to be. So we have to communicate. We also have to be, as, as a leader, we have to be direct. You have to be direct, which means that you have to be consistent and measured because you are going to be measuring them and you are going to be keeping track of what they're doing. That's part of your job. And so it's really important that you're consistent with them and that you, and that you speak to them directly 
and tell them directly what's going on. Another word you could use would be frankly. And I'm not talking about being abrupt or coarse or unfeeling. I'm just talking about being direct. This is their job. It's their livelihood. It's their career. And whether they're going to stick around is going to have a lot to do with you. So as you communicate with them about their strengths and their weaknesses, be direct with them. Tell them exactly what's going on. I also would encourage you to start tough, just like kids. You know, if you start tough and you set a, a balance of rules, if you want to ease up a little bit afterwards, if that's appropriate or, or available in your company, it's better to start a little bit tough and then work your way back again and, and back off on some things as well. And uh, obviously, you're going to have to plan. You're going to have to take some time to think about what you need to do and what you need to say. Because if you're going to be direct and you're going to be frank and you're going to be purposeful and you're going to be professional, you're going to have to have some sort of a plan. And you'll have a plan for each employee as you begin to understand them and get to know them. You know, there are two types of people in the world. There's warriors and intellects. And warriors are too busy making history to spend any time reading about it. Well, as a leader now, if you're going to have to spend some time reading about it. You're going to have to spend some time planning. Perhaps you were on the front line and you're more of a warrior where you just walked in every day. Uh, plugged in and went to work. Well, as a manager now, you're going to have to spend a little bit of time planning and thinking about what the things are that you're going to say and do for your employees. And then finally, in the direct category, you're also going to have to uh, react. You know, once you know you have to do something, you can't take it in and not do anything. You're going to have to go ahead and do something. So, Reacting means that, that now that I've got the information, I've found something out, you've got to go do it. And sometimes it's going to be a little bit hard because there may be some conflict involved. There may be something that you've got to go say that's going to be a little bit more uncomfortable, especially if you're sharing bad news or bad trends or whatever they are. But you have to be able to learn to react. So, you know, you're measuring, you're planning, you're reacting and, and, and making sure that you're, you're doing all three in your direct communication with your employee. And then just one other note. Um, no gossiping, no gossiping with the people that work for you. Uh, if, if you've got something that you need to ask, I would strongly recommend you ask your boss uh, first and then, you know, maybe ask a peer. Again, depending on what the issue is, I don't know whether you can trust your peers at this point. Hopefully you can. But once you become a leader, you've now got some inside scoops and you have to be very careful that you're not sharing those inside scoops with the people that work for you. There's just nothing positive that'll come out of it. It's basically gossip. And, you know, another subject, I'm sure that if you were in the ranks and now you're not in the ranks, you're going to have a lot of friends that are still in the ranks, maybe some that are even working for you. And I'm not saying you want to end those friendships, but you are going to have to measure and be aware of what you talk about. So a couple of things, um, if you're talking about uh, movies, you're talking about TV, you're talking about sports, have at it, enjoy yourself. If you're talking about politics, I might not give an opinion on politics just to be on the safe side. I'm not sure you should be doing that anyway. Um, if you go out uh, with people and people start talking about work or their opinions of work or their opinions of people, that's a time when you leave or that's a time when you uh, don't have any communication and you walk away from that conversation. Either end the conversation or walk away from it because you, you don't want to be involved in discussions about work. If people go out and they and they have some drinks, um, don't have any problem with uh, with that either. But uh, if you want to be really wise, maybe you go have one drink and you leave. As soon as it gets out of hand, first off, it should never get out of hand with you. 
Um, a manager or a leader with a lampshade on their head at the end of the night just doesn't bode well for your future or for your present. And if other people are starting to get uh, a, a little bit happy, it means they're probably going to get a little bit mouthy. And then you might end up hearing something that you don't necessarily want to hear. So obviously, A, make sure that they're okay to get a ride home or wherever it is, but I would remove myself from that circumstance. And then the last area is that you have to be able to improve and coach, right? So you have to be able to encourage, reward, and recognize. You can't do enough of this. Being an encouraging person, be someone that when somebody comes to see you, you can encourage. And, you know, you can be encouraging in all different environments. There's, a, there's an approach called a, a sandwich approach, right? Which is, is that I tell you something good, then maybe tell you something that you're challenged on and tell you something good again. So you sandwich things. So I might say, hey, I like your shoes. We need to work on, um, on, on arriving to work on time. And I like your shoes. Uh, bad example, but you know, but hopefully a clear example of, of how you communicate in that particular area. So, you know, we encourage, we reward based on what the organization allows us to reward, and we can always recognize. And you'll find as, as time goes on, you'll understand that, you know, Mary might like to be recognized in front of a lot of other people. And uh, George or Sally might be somewhat more private, and they'd rather be recognized. They always want to be recognized, but they'd rather you did it in a personal note or an email or just went in and sat and talked to them about it directly and don't want the whole world to know. And you'll learn that over time, what each person fits and how they fit. We want to motivate people, right? You want to intentionally uh, figure out and get to know what works with each employee, what motivates them. I, I used to say that you're motivated by fear, fame, fun, or fortune. And uh, very few people in a contact center are motivated by fortune. Most people are motivated by fun, some people are motivated by fear, not necessarily I'm afraid, but more fear of failure. Much is given, much is expected. But how you motivate people is a little bit like um, lipstick, right? There's many options. No two are really the same. And there's a different type of color for every occasion or every uh, either either your emotions or the clothes that you're wearing. And it's, it's the same way with motivations. Every person is different, and so they're going to have a slightly different different motivation, a different way that they go about uh, doing things. And then, of course, I encourage and motivate, but I also have to redirect, right? Which means that I need to be able to know how to re, re, reposition somebody, resend somebody back over something that maybe they missed. And so just because you've communicated it, just because they've done it well, doesn't mean that you can just check it off and never deal with it again. Odds are pretty good that your employees will go through ebbs and peaks in all different areas of their performance because they'll either just forget something, they'll get lazy, uh, they'll just need to be re-reminded of it. So many times you'll have to redirect. And when you learn my rose, daisy, roses, daisies, and weeds, you'll find out over time that you have some roses that have some weed-like tendencies and you'll have some weeds that have some really rosy parts to them that you're, that you're able to enjoy. So there you go. Uh, communicate professionally, legally, and personally. We need to be uh, we need to be direct, which, which is measuring and planning and reacting, and we need to improve and coach, which is encourage, motivate, and redirect. Everybody deserves to be coached. Everybody deserves to be led. You're not just being paid to be a figurehead. You're being paid to be an active, engaging person with your folks. And how do you measure it? Well, you measure it by how well they do, how well they improve. You want to be a a leader in your organization that when they gift you people that work for you, that those people 
get better, that those people are engaged, those people are loyal, and those people stick around. And of course, those people perform. And when you do that, then that's something that you can build upon. So there you go. You've now completed part two of I'm new, what do I do? And this week it was managing people. And last week was numbers. And next week, we're going to talk about managing up or managing your boss or being managed by your boss. So listen, I hope this was encouraging. I hope it was direct. And I hope it was a little bit personal. So listen, go out, have a great week. Uh, Look forward to talking to you soon. Listen, I know you can be a great manager. I think deep down, you know you can be as well. So why don't you just go ahead and be one. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.